Welcome to the Awakening Podcast Network. Get ready for an inspiring audio from this cutting-edge voice. You can find more podcasts at awakeningpodcasts.com. A reset of the prophetic movement is upon us. The second wave of prophets is rising in this hour. We stand at the edge of a new era in the prophetic. We're gathering the international prophetic community at the Global Prophetic Center, a hub for prophetic training, prophetic labs, summits, networks, and lighthouses. It's time for prophets to go deeper. It's time for seers to soar. It's time for prophetic voices to rise up and decree what says the Spirit of God with accuracy that causes the world to pay attention. The Global Prophetic Center offers proven prophetic systems and structures to equip you to walk worthy of your calling and to prophesy with precision, boldness, diplomacy, and wisdom. Get hands-on training and mentoring in a safe environment that breeds true prophetic community and learning. Receive impartation and activation. Sharpen your gift and avoid prophetic pitfalls. Get commissioned. Get networked. Get sent out with the word of the Lord in your mouth and the confidence to release it. Begin your journey today by applying at globalpropheticcenter.com. God bless you. The Lord's favor, grace, and blessing be upon all of you in Jesus' mighty name. Uh, I want to talk to you today about diverse tongues, demonic tongues, and heavenly tongues. See, we get into this topic about tongues today, and, and let's see if we prophesy today. So for those of you that are unaware, um, mm. maybe you're new to the page, um, I know that a lot of times... Um, I have my reservations concerning the topic of spiritual spiritual father and stuff like that, only because I've seen so much abuse in it. And I try to be the voice of reformation for those in those situations. Um, but uh, we uh, we do have people in under our covering. Not a lot. I, I have two. Um, everybody from my local church, um, amazing church, HRT. Those are those are me and my wife, spiritual sons and daughters. So love you, HRT. H-I-R-T, Amazing Church. But outside of our church, we only have two. Um, we have Apostle Daniel McClendon and his lovely wife, uh, Latricia. And we have Apostle Jason Welsh and his lovely wife, uh, Sonia. And after that, it's nobody else. It's nobody else. We are a small tribe, but our tribe got crazy rare ancient oil. Um, and, um, so for those of you that are new, Apostle Jason Welsh, is in chat room and um, he is a spiritual son, um, phenomenal revelator in the word um, and an crazy accurate prophet. I mean, it just oozes and flows, you know, and I have no problem saying this um, because I think that's the joy of any spiritual uh, mentor, covering father, leader um, is that the people that are under them would be better than them. So I have no problem saying that my son flows in the prophetic immensely better than me. Like he mm-hmm. goes there and I sit back and I'll be like, I toss it to him. I'll be like, hey, you do it. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Um, so I celebrate that. I, ce- I celebrate that. All right. Um, but for those that are watching and who don't know you, um, maybe, t- maybe take a few moments 
uh, just kind of plug in, you know, whatever's on your heart and mind about yourself. So that way they get to know you and how they can follow your Facebook page as well. So go ahead, Jason. Well, first and foremost, I want to say God bless you all and thank you for the opportunity of being able to join today. Dad, it's always wonderful to be with you um, and to fellowship and break bread. And I'm really excited. I feel like it's going to be really fun. We're going to prophesy. Some people are going to be healed and delivered through the prophetic word. We're going to do some interpretation. I really feel the presence of the Father here with us today. So um, I'm 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 just I'm just a, I'm just a believer that was. You know, I was homeless and I was on the streets and, you know, um, I feel like Christ is my life. You know, ministry is my life. My family is my life. And all I know is the Lord. And I just want to build up people with the gift that I have. And uh, we want to we just want to push the church to another another episode of a powerful move of God. And I'm really excited about it because the anointing is here and God is present. I am a chancellor of a Bible college. Um, Real Knowledge Bible College, fully accredited, international school, a lot of pioneers, uh, Frederick Price, uh, Kenneth Hagen, um, Rodney Howard Brown, Dr. Rodney Howard, many other great people who have their schools that are part of our accrediting body. Also, we have mentorship programs and all these wonderful things, and we're a part of Amazing Church. I mean, Amazing Church, Lake Elsinore, they're wild, a crazy bunch. We have power. I mean, tomorrow's going to be crazy. Worship is crazy. Healings happen, paralyzed, arms, boo, everything, you name it. Just God's just in the place. Deliverance is crazy. My wife, she's the deliverance beast, though, because we send them all to her. She makes six feet, six feet tall people be screaming, but they get free. Um, so we just got to <laughs> she only five two. My wife only five two. She only five two. But we're really excited because we're here for you. I believe that God has gifted me and my wife and our family to pour into the body of Christ. And that's what we're here to, to do today, Dad. We're here to really lift up the body of Christ today. Amen. So what we're going to talk about today is, and we're going to, we'll bounce back and forth. Um, and then we'll see, we'll see. Now I normally don't do this uh, because there's so many, there's so much charlatans and there's so, so many um, inaccurate guess words. If you know what I mean? Like it's, it's very easy to guesstimate a word to somebody, you know, yes. um, there's a particular uh, familiarized prophetic language um, um, especially on social media, you know, saying that it's not like held accountable. Hence is the reason why those of you that watch when I uh, do dream interpretation, I I tell people if this bears witness, say something in the chat room. Yes. And if it doesn't, say something in the chat room. Why? Um, because I'm under the premise, uh, and it is debatable, especially now in this season with. The prophetic is under fire right now. Mm-hmm. It's just literally under fire mm-hmm. because of the elections and all of that stuff. But I am mm-hmm. um, under the premise that, you know, mm-hmm. um, that one, the, a gifting needs to be uh, sharpened and skilled, you know, and, um, and, and worked at. And also um, developed, developed. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. how do you develop unless uh, there is um, reproof when you do get it wrong or when mm-hmm. it's off or mm-hmm. whatever the mm-hmm. case may be mm-hmm. all right so so i want to talk about today um diverse tongues okay demonic tongues and then heavenly language all right um so let's go to first and, and then i'll just throw it at you and then we'll just kind of let's get into the word first because um a spirit without word is witchcraft. You know what I'm saying? Uh-huh. So we need we need foundational teaching before fun, before 
yeah. you know, before spontaneous functioning. All right. So we need we need functioning. We need we need a great teaching. So um First Corinthians, I believe it's First Corinthians fourteen. Uh, First Corinthians twelve, if I'm not mistaken. Okay. First Corinthians uh chapter chapter twelve. Now those of you that are watching, we're not doing an exhaustive, you know, Bible study. We we sur- we're surfacing it because I really wanna I really wanna release I wanna release my right. son to just just go, you know what I'm saying, and, and stuff like that. But what I do feel is like I feel like my tongue is on fire right now, like mm-hmm. my tongue itself. Mm-hmm. And I feel like if I speak in tongues, that my son is going to be able to interpret it mm-hmm. to be a blessing to the people. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? Like, I, that's, why, that's why I'm at right now. That's why I text him because I'm like, oh, I feel something. You know what I'm saying? And all right. Amen. So, <laughs> so first Corinthians chapter first Corinthians chapter 12 when I look for it um puzzle Jason what's your thoughts on um distinguishing between diverse kinds of tongue be foundational in your presentation so that mm-hmm. way people don't think that we're off on left field first okay. mm-hmm. um diverse kinds of tongue diverse tongues demonic tongues and then heavenly language the floor is yours uh, the distinction between the three, while I get the scriptures here, then we'll just throw in some scriptures in there. Okay. So I, I, when I look for the tongues of men, I look at Pentecost. I look at how Peter and them were hit uh, with the move of Pentecost when the Holy Spirit fell. And uh, the Bible says that they began to speak in tongues. And all of the Jews that were there during that time were actually hearing their own language. There were about 16 languages that were released when they were all hit with the Holy Spirit, languages that they could not understand each other, but it was a language that the men outside could understand. So the tongues of men to me is a, is a, it comes with an interpretation. Now, every tongue comes with an interpretation. So the interpretation of men, it has a natural ter- interpretation. That means the natural ear can interpret it and the culture of the interpretation. So a culture right. of people can understand what's being spoken. When I think right. about the tongues of angels, I think about the groanings and the utterings of the Holy Spirit according to Romans, where it says we do not know how to pray. Now, it's not saying we don't know how to pray literally because Jesus said he told his disciples, he said, thou say our father who art in heaven, I'll be thy name, thy kingdom come, thy right. will He said that prayer. But he's talking about a deeper level of intercession. And that intercession requires the tongue of an angel. Now, that's where he says uh, groanings and utterings. Now, these are sounds or vibrations or frequencies from your spirit because the communications of heaven, right, are not just, they're not founded on words. Like if you look at the first release of tongues or language, it is in Babylon. The first time language is mentioned, it's in Babylon. And the Hebrew word for language, it means something from the mouth something from the lips. So before they operated at a different level of communication to where a serpent can talk to Eve. Right. There, uh-huh. was, nothing, uh-huh. there was nothing like, so when they say, when they say God said, we have mm-hmm. to understand that the level of communication was actually different. David kind of peers into that a little bit where he says, you know, my thoughts all together. Right. So the language of the communication was from thought down to mouth. In, right. in Genesis chapter 11, let's go there. I want you all to go with me because I like to give a little bit of scripture here too. The Bible right. says, and the whole earth was of one language and of one speech. 
The word right. language means something the first time having a, a way of communication, which is the lips, and speech right. means the actual words spoken. So mm -hmm. before there was no there was no communication on the lines of words being released. And because right. they had a communication, uh, the way they had it, they had bad or wrong communication. They decided right. to God and God divided the tongues to separate them. But in Pentecost, let, let me let me interject. I think that I think those of you that are listening, uh, if this is new for you, then write it out with the verse as we share the verses, you'll be able to see it. But that's not that's not taught to us when we first get saved uh, concerning how did that serpent speak to Eve? <laughs> the natural mind is thinking that the serpent is talking, but there was a but it wasn't talking. It was it was it was exchange of language in the spirit mm. realm. It wasn't words. It wasn't the serpent. Is, sometimes the pictorials that we've been seeing throughout the years give the wrong spiritual understanding of actually of actually what was actually happening. The same thing happened when Balaam was talking to the donkey. The donkey wasn't really talking. The donkey wasn't really talking. The donkey was expressing what because Jesus said. My words are spirit. So words are spirit. You see what I'm saying? When we start, when we add decibels to it, we're actually adding an actual limitation that actually causes a divide between people, which happened in Babylon. So when you see donkey talking to Balaam, it wasn't a donkey saying, why have you hit me? It was the expression of words in spirit. So the donkey was expressing uh, to Balaam and Balaam understood it. And the re now watch this. Now the reason why we know that language is spirit because neither neither was Eve scared of talking to a serpent, and neither was Balaam afraid when a donkey was talking. You see what I'm saying? So in the spirit realm, we're able to retain and communicate on a much higher, heavier frequency than in English. Because if my dog was to talk to me at this moment, I'm literally out the door or I'm binding the devil. You see what I'm saying? So. Um, so Jesus, Jesus literally said, my word, so language is first spirit. Words are mm -hmm. actually spirit. So mm -hmm. most Christians don't know that because they, they've been trained to be literalists. So when they hear the serpent talking, they just literally think a serpent and a snake is talking to Eve's ear. It was spiritual suggestion. It was language in the spirit, spiritual suggestion. And, they, and there's an understanding. And let me give you an example of how, um, watch this, watch this. When the Bible says, when a man and a wife become one flesh, it also represents one language. So my, my wife will know what I'm saying without me saying it. My wife will know what I'm saying. You yeah. see what I'm saying? My wife would, like literally, could be the other end of the room. And I'm communicating, not, to, not with just gestures, I'm just communicating. And she'll go, you didn't like that, right? And I go, no, I didn't. She goes, I knew it. I felt it. I the, lang, Spirit language. Jump in. Go ahead. So we have spirit language. And one of the most famous ones, if you are married, like you just mentioned, we have body language. So there's right. different levels of communication. But right. I want to say something. Even the heavens declare the glory. And the Bible says day unto day, they utter speech. Night unto night, they... Uh, they uh, show knowledge. And so when we start talking about the demonic tongue, what's happening, how are, how they're tapping into the prophetic or how they're top, tapping into foreknowledge is because they're extracting from speech. Now, there's there's three heavens. The first heaven is our atmosphere. The second heaven is where all of the de demonic principalities reside. Mm 
But remember something in Daniel. Daniel prayed a spiritual prayer. He communicated something to God because, and the reason why we had to talk about this is because in order to interpret a tongue, you have to have the mind that's able to comprehend what's being communicated. You have to have a spiritual mind. Right. You cannot, you cannot comprehend the spiritual things with a carnal mind. So right. number one, to interpret a tongue, you have to be able to understand the language of uh, that's that's empowering the tongue. All right. Right. The next thing is, is that when Daniel prayed that Daniel shows us something that communication can get blocked on different levels in the heavenlies. So he prayed to the third heaven. God gave him an answer right when he prayed. Then the Bible says he had to wait 21 days because of a break of a holdup in communication. Right. So there's a whole sphere of information as the heavens declare the glory. There's a whole system of communication to pull from. And your discernment and being spiritual can actually pull stuff and God not tell you nothing. You think God told you, but God never told you. You pull communication. <laughs> Good God Almighty. So, so in order to interpret that, what I've learned is, is when people are praying in tongues, you have to set your mind. Colossians says, set your mind on the things above. Set your mind on the communication above. What's being communicated to the heavens? And once you find out, once you get to that place, when your spirit adjusts to get to the place where you can understand, the words are actually clear. Have you ever prayed in tongues? And I want to ask people on here. You prayed in tongues. You don't know what you're praying. But then all of a sudden, as you're praying, your tongue shifts from iba-ba-ba-ba to different sounds and utterances and dips and 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 certain like you're releasing phrases but in your mind you're hearing father i offer you all my love and father i open my heart it's like but you're praying in tongues and the sensation of what you didn't know carries you into what you should know keep going so with that being said there's communication all around. So one of the keys to interpretation, number one is what you said earlier, that you have to ask, and, and watch this, God is not the author of confusion. What right. people realize is, is the minute you ask for tongues, God doesn't want you to not be informed. He will give you the interpretation of tongues, but you have to embrace it just like you do tongues. Mm. Let me read let me let me read something. First Corinthians <laughs> chapter 14. Okay. Um, says look what it says it says uh dear brothers and sisters verse six if mm -hmm. i should come to you speaking in an unknown language how mm -hmm. would that help you uh but if i bring a revel but if i bring you a revelation or some special knowledge or prophecy or teaching that will be helpful look at verse seven even lifeless instruments like the flute or the harp must play the notes clearly Let's play the notes clearly, or no one will recognize, no one will recognize the melody. And if the bugler, now I'm reading a New Living Translation. I know many people know this verse in King James, all right? But New Living Translation, um, it says, and if the trumpet doesn't sound a clear call, how will the soldiers know they are being called to battle? Look at verse 9. It says, look what it says. This is crazy. Look what it says. It's the same for you. If you speak to people in words they don't understand. How would they know what you are saying? You might as well be talking into empty, empty space. There are many different languages in the world. Look what it says. 
and every language has meaning. But if I don't understand a language, if I don't understand a language, I will be a foreigner to someone who speaks it. And, and the one who speaks it will be a foreigner to me. And the same is true for you. Since you are so eager to have the special ability the spirit gives, um, seek those that will strengthen the whole church. So anyone who speaks in tongues should pray also for the ability to interpret what has been said. For if I pray in tongues, my spirit is praying. Look what, look what it's saying. For if I pray in tongues, my spirit is praying, but I don't understand what I am saying. Well, then what shall I do? I will pray in the spirit and I will, and I will also pray in words I will understand. I will sing in the spirit and I will also sing in words I understand. For if you praise God only in the spirit, how can those who don't understand you praise God along with you? How can they join you in giving thanks when they don't understand what you are saying? You will be giving thanks very well. Oh, whoa, wait, 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 wait. Look what it says here. Look what it says. It says you will be giving thanks very well, mm. which means, watch this, which means, look at this. When someone is praying in tongues, and let's say they don't interpret, we don't have the authority to say, that's emotion tongues, that's not God. The verse here is saying, they are praying in tongues very well, which means many, 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 many people are being accused of, that's emotional tongues, God ain't even in that. The verse here is actually saying that even if you pray in tongues and you don't interpret, it doesn't mean that it's emotional tongues and God is not in it. What it's saying is, is that it is God. You just haven't, in, you haven't gone further into interpreting it. So many people need to repent right now. So when people pray in tongues, I hear Christians say it all the time, man, that's, that's fleshly tongues. There's no such thing as fleshly tongues. The verse, just because a person doesn't interpret doesn't mean it's fleshly tongue. So let me ask you, what is fleshly tongues? It doesn't even exist. It doesn't exist. Now, demonic tongues, that's something else. We'll get into that. But the verse here says, the mm. verse says, verse 17, you will be giving thanks very well. Paul is saying that even if they're not interpreting it, it's still from the Spirit. It's actually still from the Spirit. The only thing is, the only one that's benefiting from it is the one doing the Edo shot. The one that's doing They're the one benefiting it. But then you get these prophetic heresy hunters looking for, there's no interpretation of that. You see that? You see that? They talking in fleshly tongues. That ain't even tongues. Why? Because they ain't interpreting. The verse is saying that there's no such thing as fleshly emotional tongues. There is, watch this, disorderly tongues disorderly tongues or lack of following protocol tongues yes, which means yes. they're speaking in tongues and they fail to have the hearer in mind the hearer in mind is i'm benefiting from but my neighbor is not but if the neighbor goes and says well, i don't understand what you're saying so 
you're in the flesh, there is no such thing as fleshly tongues. I'm glad That's you said that. That's just church culture language that we say. But the verse here is saying, verse 17, it says, you will be giving thanks very well, but it won't strengthen the people who hear you. So right there, it's separating. Notice that I said the topic is diverse tongues, demonic tongues, heavenly tongues. I didn't throw emotional tongues because that stuff doesn't exist. So we need to get to a place of understanding and differentiating when something is in one of these particular third categories because the fourth category, fleshly tongues, doesn't even exist according to scripture because when a person is praying in tongues and there is no interpretation, the text is saying that they are giving thanks to God and God is in it. Go ahead. I want you to chime in on that. Well, well, I, I like it if we, I like it if we go to verse, uh, go up to verse two, and it tells us very clearly. It says, "For he that speaketh in an unknown tongue speaketh not unto men." Woo! So, so they're never going, they're not going to catch it anyways. But the they, they speaking not, he's speaking not unto men, but speaks unto God. But watch this: for no man understandeth him. Howbeit in the spirit he speaketh mysteries. So mm. when we speak in an unknown tongue, Dad, we are speaking mysteries. Right. Okay, watch this. The Bible says that deep calls unto deep. The Bible says no eye is seen, no ear is heard, nor is entered into the heart. The things that the, the Lord has planned for those that love him. But the Bible says, but these things have been revealed by his spirit. Yea, the deep things of the Lord. Now watch this. We carry the deep. So when we're interceding in tongues, we call the deep. So the purpose of tongues is to edify us. But what Paul is saying here, he's saying, all right, this is a teaching environment. Like if you look at the, the exegetical breakdown here, Paul is saying people don't have an understanding, even though something spiritual is happening. He said right. something very powerful is happening, but they mm -hmm. don't have an understanding. So the gift of interpretation actually helps to facilitate the ability to release the teaching anointing. Or, right. it, or, or for you to go, it's like Moses. Moses went up the hill, but God's agenda or plan was to get everybody in on the party. So interpretation of tongues is you go up on the hill with your tongues, but God wants you to bring everybody else up on the hill with you. So interpretation right. of tongues is where mysteries that you're speaking are now released on others. Now, watch this. This is something that happened to me one time. I was in a church and they they primarily didn't believe in tongues. It was probably about twenty five hundred members there. Uh, I won't say any names or anything, but it was a long time ago, about 12 years ago. And I was working in a church. And I was working with the youth and there came a time where my prayer, when I was prophesying over these kids and they were getting ready, they were receiving the Lord and I'm prophesying over them at the altar. All of a sudden I hit a snag. It was like, I couldn't go deeper in the spirit like I wanted to. And the person seemed like they were rejecting the prophetic word. Cause sometimes you're going to hit a wall when you hit that wall. Well, guess what? When you hit a wall, you don't go through a wall. You go over the wall. So when you pray in tongues, you're built up, you're lifted up to go over the wall. 
So the thing is, is I prayed in tongues and I got a revelation. Have you ever had those moments when you're teaching and it gets so good, you get so high in the spirit, you release a tongue because deep is attached to deep. No matter what happens, you're going to respond. Right. Especially if you love the Lord, you respond to the presence of God. And sometimes our language, our, our English, our whatever native tongue we have, it just doesn't cut it. It doesn't right. cut it. And the Holy Spirit takes over and says, I want to take you deeper than what you were going to initially give me. So what happens is, when you pray in tongues, you get the message, you get the revelation, you get the understanding. So what Paul is saying is about sharing the understanding with the congregation. So when I pray for the young the young individual, I, I all it took was 10 seconds in a word, 10 seconds. I couldn't even finish a whole, you know, a, a long utterance. It was just 10 seconds that I received the word, I spoke it to him, he fell on the power of God. And the next day we came back, nine people got saved. They came after me over 10 minutes of a tongue. Nine people got saved and they lynched me for 10 minutes of a tongue. <laughs> and so the power of praying in the spirit is amazing. You can never, watch this, you'll never miss your target when you're praying in tongues. You'll never miss your target when you're praying in tongues because you're praying in the spirit. You never miss your target. Notice how heavenly tongues and diverse kinds of tongues are not the same thing. Because when, when, when you are praying in diverse kinds of tongues, watch this, you're praying in a real language. Acts, mm -hmm. chapter, Acts chapter 2. The Bible says we, have, we are hearing the wonderful works of God in our own language. Mm -hmm. So watch this. Look at this. It's different than praying in your heavenly language because diverse tongues, you're praying in a language, but it's not a mystery. All you need is an interpreter. Mm -hmm. But when you're praying in heavenly tongues, the Bible says we just read it. You're praying mysteries. You're praying a complete mystery. Now watch this. A mystery doesn't, a mystery doesn't need an interpreter. It needs an investigator. Listen to what I said. Diverse kinds of tongues needs an interpreter. Now watch this. Look at this. An interpreter doesn't even necessarily have to get divine downloads. Mm -hmm. Just learn a language. You could use Rosetta Stone. Did you catch that? That is why, catch what I'm about to say, that is why sometimes people's tongues sound the same. Because it's Rosetta Stone. You, you go to a Rosetta Stone and it says, say, you don't know Spanish? Say goodbye, adios. Oh, so now I learn, adios. When I hear adios, that wasn't, that literally wasn't divine inspiration. That was information exchange. So when you're speaking in diverse languages, Acts chapter 2, you, they weren't speaking mysteries. They weren't speaking mysteries. They were speaking a language, and all they needed was two things. One, a person... They, look at this. They needed a native and they needed an interpreter. The interpreter is only needed when um, someone else is present who's not a native. Do you see what I'm saying? But if I'm a native, I'm hearing the wonderful works of God. I don't need an interpreter. I understand exactly what you're saying. Do you see what I'm saying? So all you need when you speak in diverse kinds of tongues is an interpreter. And that's where... Calvinists, Reformed theology people, mm -hmm. people that have been burnt by Pentecostal churches, they get caught up with that stuff, talking about 
you know what, all these tongues and all this, what's all this interpretation? Okay, diverse kinds of tongues, all it needs is an interpreter. You see what I'm saying? But when you're praying in your heavenly language, you're praying a mystery. So when you're praying a mystery, Oh, baby, you got to be trained. You have to be a trained uh -huh. investigator. Uh -huh. That is why, watch this, watch this. That is why when Nebuchadnezzar had the dream, his, in, his interpreters, they couldn't figure it out. Did you catch what I just said? He said, bring me my magicians. Magicians are nothing but interpreters. <laughs> Daniel came and said this. He said, I'm going to pray that God would show me the secret. As a matter of fact, don't even tell me the dream. I'm gonna go pray and I'm gonna go figure out the mystery. I'm gonna go figure out the mystery. He prayed and God gave him, revealed to it. The same thing, now watch this. The same thing, look at this. The same thing is also in heavenly language. Now watch this. Diverse kinds of tongues requires, watch this, requires interpretation but look at this heavenly language does not now watch this i'm going to give you a verse to substantiate that because the verse says that if you don't have someone to interpret that to interpret the mystery pray to yourself and god which means i don't have to when i'm whatever i don't have to i don't have to Look at this. I don't have to interpret it. Why? Because the Paul is saying, why would I pray in a mystery to myself? Paul is saying, <laughs> you see what I'm saying? So that means the mystery does mm -hmm. not have to require somebody to figure that thing out. Do you see what I'm saying? God is saying, pray for God to get, show you the mystery. But, but Paul is even saying, I will sing in the spirit. Which means I'll sing in a mystery. To myself. But if you're doing diverse kinds of tongue, that requires an interpreter. You see what I'm saying? Look at this. Praying in your heavenly language, all it requires is an investigator. Investigate. What exactly am I saying? Now watch this. Wow. The, the second reason why I don't necessarily have to have an interpretation, because when I pray in tongues, Romans chapter 8 says... The Holy Spirit knows exactly what you're saying. There you go. Searches the hearts and the minds, knows uh -huh. what the Spirit is saying, which uh -huh. means I don't need to know. Knowing, watch this, knowing is a personal choice. That's why Paul said, pray that you would understand. But it's not a requirement to understand. And folks start arguing about you gotta interpret all kinds of tongues, all this is out of place. Oh, no, 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 no. Understand the dynamics of what the body, what the scripture has outlined for us. Because if I'm praying in a heavenly language, I don't necessarily have to investigate it. Investigation is a choice. I could choose to investigate it. Pray that God will show me the show me the, the yep. meaning of the stuff, but I don't have to. Because if I don't, the spirit itself will know exactly what I'm saying. Go ahead, jump in, because I know that you're like, oh, this is good stuff. Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, you'll, you never miss your target in the spirit, because it's to the glory of God to conceal a matter. So right. tongues taps you into the glory that's concealed, the unknown. 
you know, um, and then it's to the it's to the power of kings to search it out. So usually when people are wrestling, it is the interpretation is for kings to be equipped. Tongues is for us to tap into glory, but searching out or interpretation is for the kings to be equipped. So because they don't know, they don't know what's going on. We know what's going on because we know what's happening. The sensation that's coming on. I remember one time I was washing feet at the old women's club church that we, the, the, the building we were at, I was washing feet. And one of the, uh, the couples that I was washing her feet, I was praying in tongues and my tongue shifted. And I want to talk about the different degrees, the ages of tongue. Cause Paul said, when I was a child, I spoke, but I want to talk about that. Go there, um, go there. So there's, there's different ages in the spirit, in the spirit, in your tongue, your tongue will shift as you mature. When you grow spiritually, so does your communication. And so, um, I was praying in tongues and they contacted me through our Facebook page. And they said, why is that guy speaking my native Indian language? Okay. That's the first time I went to Pakistan and I felt the spirit of God come on me. And I thought I was preaching in English, but I was preaching in Urdu. (laughs) I went to Haiti and I thought I was preaching in English and I was preaching in French. And so what happens is when you tap, when you tap in guys, and this is, this is something that we need to understand. God wants us to preach the gospel to all the nations. He wants us to preach the gospel to all the nations. So what happens is when we're yielding or we're submitting to the things of God, or we're submitted to the communication of the Lord, he will give you the language. The Bible says, even in the day that you're persecuted, you don't have to worry because the Holy Spirit is postured to give you the level of communication that's required for the moment. Now, when they talk about you need an interpreter to teach, I wrestle with people constantly because they be like, why do you speak the Holy Ghost from the pulpit? Why are you speaking in tongues from the pulpit? But what they don't realize is I'm interpreting because after the tongue, let me tell you what happens. In interpretation, as many of you may know, and dad, I know you know, interpretation is not just really reading all of the sentences of everything that's going on. Sometimes you pray in tongues and you get the answer right then and there, or you get the right. connection. Holy Spirit tells you the connection. While you're sending it off, it's, it drops right in your spirit. I remember one time I told the Lord, I said, Lord, you're communicating too fast. Because he knows your thoughts all together. So he's speaking while you're thinking. And before you can release it, he's already answering. So I said, Lord, you're speaking too fast. So I started praying in tongues to keep up. (laughs) So he was now dealing with my understanding as I I put myself in the spirit. Now, let's talk about the different ages. Because you spoke on something that's really important, like Rosetta Stone. We all start out with the same syllables or sometimes the same frequencies or something we hear from somebody in the surrounding room or the communication that's around us the moment we get hit with the Holy Spirit. And your communication is supposed to change. Paul, in talking about if you exegete this text where he says charity would never fail, uh, 1 Corinthians 13 and 8, he says charity... 1 Corinthians 13 and 8. And I want to talk about, I want to talk about how your spiritual language or your communication will shift. Remember, when we're born again, we are we start out as carnal babies. Watch this guy. Right. We start out as babies. But when we are able to discern with our senses between good and evil, then your communication changes as well. Not just your age in development. But your tongue should shift. Your tongue should shift. Now watch this. Paul said, in speaking to the gifts, you know, this is the context of scripture, dad, that they like to use. 
to say that there's no longer going to be anything because the perfect thing is the canonization of the scripture. But we know that not to be true because we know the perfect that is talking about here is the coming of the Lord Jesus Christ, the rapture for those who believe and those who don't believe. And we don't want to get into eschatological uh, debate, but right. we want to talk about that, which is perfect means Christ coming. Now, right. verse 8 says, 1 Corinthians 13 and 8 says, charity will never fail. That means love will never fail. But whether there be prophecies, that's a gift. They shall fail. Whether there be tongues, that's a gift. They shall fail. They shall cease. Whether there be knowledge, that's a gift. The word of knowledge, it shall vanish away. For we know in part and we prophesy in part, but that when that which is perfect has come, then that which is in part shall be done away. Then Paul begins to talk about growing in the gift so much. Watch this. Come on. That you enter into a place in God's life. Okay, let me give you the stages. So you're down, and when you grow, it, you, you have a gifting, but then when you grow in your gifting and you mature, you become gifted. And right. when you're moving in your in being gifted from the position of being gifted, you enter into a, a into an area in, into the life of God. You you transition right. to an Enoch. Now watch this. Paul, uh, Paul is talking about the same progression that here. He's saying, you know, in part, you prophesy in part. He said, but when that which is perfect is to come, he said, then that which is in part shall be done away. Then he immediately starts to talk about age. He immediately mm. begins to introduce that in spiritual gifts, there is an age that you're able to grow so much that it will cease. It will stop. Now, we know as long as we're on the earth, these gifts will keep going. They'll keep going. They'll keep going. They'll keep going. So we know the perfect thing is where the Bible says, when we see him, we will be like him for we shall see him as he is. That right. is the perfect thing. That is the, 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 the true uh, transfiguration, if we can say that. The transformation where we become one. All right, in spirit, and we get our new body. Now watch this. Come on. Now watch this. So, now watch this. So it says this. It says, when I was a child, I spoke as a child, and I understood as a child. Now we're mm. talking about tongues, which is speaking, and we're talking about uh, interpretation, which is understanding. Paul is dealing with both here. He's dealing with speech, and he's dealing with comprehension. Now watch this. He right. says, and I thought as a child, but when I became a man, I put away childish things. For now, we see in the now watch this. People don't move to the next level in tongues because they're still relying on the same frequency. Mm. So you know you can stay there because Paul said you need to put it away. So you right. can stay in the same level that you entered unless you're willing to put it away, unless you believe that God has greater. You have gifts. God expects you to use them. If you need training to school your gift, log on to schoolofthespirit.tv. You'll find training in spiritual warfare, prophetic ministry, prayer, seer's ministry, writing, and so much more. Go to schoolofthespirit.tv today. You want to go deeper? Get equipped to overcome and walk in God's purpose for your life at Awakening House of Prayer's online campus. You'll experience an online family, preaching, teaching, and prophetic impartation for victorious living. We have over a thousand members online hungry for what God is saying and doing in the earth. Visit ahop.online today and join our family. This has been a production of the Awakening Podcast Network. Jennifer LeClaire is the founder and owner of APN, 
Our heart is to inspire people and exalt Jesus with every broadcast. We're grateful for our advertisers and supporters that make these podcasts possible.